It's the fourth episode of Instant Noodles, a podcast where I talk to individuals in their 20s about ideas such as identity, work culture, relationships, and life in general. On this episode of the podcast, I have with me Rajat Nair, who is an immunologist turned pharmaceutical marketer with the passion for discovering the body's potential. We talk about the pros and cons of a growth mindset and how open communication is his go-to tool as he navigates life. While not looking for his next adventure, Rajat is learning how to cook Italian food while pondering on what kind of a man he wants to be. I'm your host, Meher Sariwala. Hi, Rajat. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Meher. Thank you for having me. Uh, first of all, it's so great to connect with you after all these years and to see your hair all grown out like that. It, it's really nice. Um, so first, how do you like your instant noodles? My instant noodles? Uh, I have a Jekyll and Hyde situation when everything is like going well. Then, you know, I have my cup noodles. I'll put it in for like boiling water, three minutes. I'll soak, put all the masalas in and eat it. The hide situation is when I'm famished and I'm really hungry and it's 10 o'clock at night. I just eat the noodles raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, of course, right now you live in Milan, but um, your journey started in Bangalore where you grew up. So tell me how has uh, this entire journey been over the last decade and, you know, what, what uh, made you find your way to, to Milan? Uh, over the last 10 years, I suppose it would have started from, you know, studying in Frank Anthony Public School in Bangalore. Uh, it has my heart and my soul because uh, uh, I was meeting so many people there, you know, from really like all over, let's say South India, um, different socioeconomic backgrounds, uh, different interests, um, go to everybody's houses, eat different foods. So, uh, set me up, and it was a co-ed school. Thank goodness for that. I knew how to talk to, <laughs> to girls as well. Okay. Um, after that, I was, again, very lucky because my mom worked so hard uh, to go over to uh, Aditi, Mali Aditi International School. And um, again, that was another avenue, like, full of a different kind of people. A lot of them much, 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 much better off and so i was being exposed to things that they did on day-to-day basis that i just was like what <laughs> very different um but through that i actually got an opportunity to go for uh it was like a science gallery week so they have this thing called science gallery in trinity college dublin which is um like university which i eventually ended up going to but um they had just a week where you could come in and, and partake in this uh exhibition which fuses art and science you're seeing like ways to communicate it to the public to bring scientific communication uh to everybody basically and we had gone for this project and uh that's cool i got a got a look at the university i got to speak with the campus officers as well and they told me about um a scholarship that would be able to that was offered to indians because at that time believe it or not there weren't so many indians in dublin if you look at now fast forward to 2022 
Right. So this was in what, 2012, 13, that this whole thing happened? 2012, yeah. Okay. So, so got exposed to Trinity and then what happened? Thereafter, uh, not so great, but I lost my father in 2013. He was suffering from uh, gastroesophageal cancer. And um, yeah, it just, it was very quick. It was very quick. And my mom being the superstar she is just kind of like took on a lot of the load on her shoulders and um, really like protected me from it for a long time but as a consequence of that it kind of blindsided me and so that happened in 2013 again it sounds weird to say but like it's it's definitely shaped who I am today and to a certain degree like you know it was like a red pill situation in the matrix it kind of showed me oh, there's a lot more to life than all the things that I thought. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it showed me the importance of gratitude. It showed me the importance of being compassionate to other people. Um, how easily we take things for granted and really like the rug can get swept under your feet. Uh, I think it made me a kinder person, you know, so it comes at a cost, these learnings, but I think they're important. Uh, there, Yeah. So, so that was quite a, a junction, right? Like you're sort of planning where to go and study and what to do next and losing your dad at the same time. Um, was that uh, emotionally difficult, making these, these decisions and that? And <laughs> Honestly, um, I was a machine at that point in time. I did not process emotions uh, because think about it. I was like just finishing off my 11th, coming into 12th. We have the Indian board exams, uh, ISC. Uh, I did PCMB. So it was one of the more challenging combinations. Ones, right. Um, and uh, oh, I still remember it, dude. Like it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. But there were so many people who rallied around me, genuinely like such an outpouring of love. I used to go down to, like we live upstairs and then, my cousin lives downstairs, so my aunt, my uncle, and, and my cousin's sister. And so I would just go down there because my mom would still have to be going into work. Um, and I would be able to only focus for 25 minutes and nothing else, you know? And the exam's coming like three months down the corner. And I was like, how in the world am I going to do this? And literally, like, I would not be able to sit and do anything else. And it was just that 25 minutes out, 25 minutes in, and then just like, just sit down as much as you can get up before or come back, sit down, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And um, I remember also before my actual exam, like my physics exam, um, the weekend before it was on a Monday and on a Friday, I'm sitting and looking at all my notes and I just, I could not remember anything. And I was just in tears speaking to my mom being like, dude, I can't do this. And she'd given me the option before they're saying, if you don't want to take the exams, it's okay. I've spoke to your principal but it's important to face what you're afraid of. It's so important, you know? And I was just like, like a machine, just like going in the direction people were telling me to move in. And I remember that that physics thing was just insane. So did you process it later? I mean, I know you were sort of being as functional and trying to, to show up, uh, but did you eventually process that loss? Yeah, that took a while for me to process, honestly, because soon after, you know, the university, I was, again, so fortunate that I, I did well enough to also get that scholarship and go to Trinity. Um, and when I did, 
all of a sudden, all of this has happened. And then I'm in like another country. Uh, really, like there's nobody who I knew that at all, like, starting from scratch. Um, you know, like my mom's, like some colleagues lived in, in Dublin and they were acting as like kind of guardians. But so I started uh, going to therapy for the very first time, like in school when that had just happened. Uh, and really, like it's been a part of my life all through college and even even up to now. I think some of the most like groundbreaking like realizations for me was um, I'd done like in my third year of college, so like 2017, I'd done like a brief counseling, like group course, you know, and getting to interact with other people instead of just being solo. Um, you realize then it's not a single you situation, you know, it's you can't justify your victimization. You can see other people dealing with their pain. You can see how much you can understand them. And that instantly forms a connection. Instantly. <laughs> I think I started a process two years down the line after that. It wasn't anytime soon. And, and, you know, you mentioned your mom being quite your rock through this entire thing. And yeah. the choice of actually moving to, to Dublin would also take you away from the other foundational parent. Yeah. Was that like a hard choice since you'd already lost dad and now you're moving away from mom? Honestly, um, like I said, I was very machine mode at that time. I wasn't making too many decisions for myself. My mom had really taken the reins of that. And for her, she was pretty adamant that she didn't want me at that point in time um, to, let's say, have reminders consistently of, of what I have lost. Instead, she wanted me to focus on what opportunities are out there. And so she said that, you know, weigh the pros and cons. It's better if you can step out and you can see what else is out there as opposed to, let's say, um, staying in that environment at home, you know, and being reminded con constantly of what you've lost. Right. So she also, after she sent me to Dublin in 2014, she moved to Switzerland in 2015 because it was the same idea for her. Right. Um, so how, I mean, so now you've been, what, studying and working outside of India for about four, four years. Uh, how has that been? Any things that stand out uh, uh, in terms of uh, another college, another culture, and, you know, any significant things there that have happened? Um. So you mean like, uh, this is like Rajat in 2018, like answer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I remember, honestly, my first two years, I was pretty disappointed. Because <laughs> okay. it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And um, you expect, at least in the classroom, uh, a standard of teaching, a standard of education that is... Um, like it far surpasses what you experience. And honestly, my first year of college, everything that I had learned in the 12th in India, we had already covered it pretty much, genuinely. What I did find, and when I look back, I'm so grateful for this, is the extracurricular opportunities. That was the winner. For me, it's always been this way. I feel I learn more outside the classroom than I do inside it. And that was phenomenal. So I found one of my love loves in like, like physical training, you know, and, and creating a relationship with my body. 
in college. So I used to be a dancer and stuff back home in India. And so, you know, that was always a part of my life growing up. But in in college, I got the opportunity to experience like what, like bouldering, trampolining, judo, um, rowing, um, what else? Uh, hop, um, ultimate frisbee, hockey, you know, so just, it was, it was insane. Like the amount of variety that was just present and you just had to walk in there, salsa, um, bachata, foxtrot, you know, like all of this stuff, just, just there in terms of these societies. Mm. Um, now in third and fourth year of uni, that's when we got our ass kicked intellectually. Like we went from classes of like 230 the first two years to 20. And I did a specialization in immunology and my goodness, like then I understood why I came here, you know, like com- com- compared to India, I suppose like the exposure to the labs, um, the, the, the attention that they give you in terms of um, your, your thesis project that you're working on, the attention that they give you for public speaking, scientific communication, all the things that are required in your, in your tool belt to then work in industry uh, or to work in a clinical lab thereafter. Mm. So shifting tracks a little bit, um, as, a, as a young person, you know, living in 2022, what's, what's like really kick-ass about it and like what sucks? What's kick-ass about it and what sucks? So, um, again, I think opportunity, novelty, um, people allowing you to experiment, you allowing yourself to experiment, um surprisingly people taking you seriously even as a 25 year old uh and 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 empowering you a lot of you know like coming across a lot of people who are willing to be your mentors you know they see a little bit of themselves in you they want to guide you um that's that's pretty phenomenal i think because really what are you right now you're a little ball of potential right like and that's such a beautiful place to be um Obviously. So the world is taking young people a lot more seriously, giving them sort of more opportunity. It's not like very top down as it was maybe 20 years ago. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I speak for everybody here, to be very honest. Uh, I, I do because I speak to a lot of my friends about this and, and there is a sense of hierarchy as well. You know, it's not eliminated completely. But I do think society is now changing to accept that um, even though you don't have so many years on you, if you focus a concentrated amount of time on something that's more up and coming and more recent, you have something to contribute to the table, you know? Um, and will give you that opportunity to exactly. say, come and contribute. Exactly. And, and what's not so good then about being young? I mean, that's the flip side, right? Of the, <laughs> that's the flip side of all the opportunities is that there are so many choices and you have paralysis by analysis. And you, you, at least for me, I feel a weight of consequences, you know, like each choice is just as a corollary eliminating all these other choices. And right now the decisions you make will lead you down completely different paths. So if I choose today to stop and wanting to be like an art critic and start studying that like 20 years down the line where my life is going to be so different from if I make another decision, you know? Mm. And you have the opportunity to shift tracks and resources available to maybe become an art critic, but do I do it or not? Um, 
So tell me um, the next idea maybe you can share about like what's something that you kind of do just for yourself, like like to keep yourself happy, um, especially, you know, since you've now got this whole interest in fitness and all of that. So, so what mm. is Rajat that you do for fun? What Rajat does for fun? Okay. Uh, I know, I think... <laughs> Like it is for fun, but I'm of this mindset and I, I don't know if it's healthy, honestly. I need to spend more time with it, but progress is key. Like I need to keep developing, you know? So on the plus side, I demand a lot from myself and I try to explore new avenues. So one of the results of this has been um, fitness. For me, I want to see what the potential of the human body is, i.e. what the potential of my body is. So I always take on like challenges. So in college, I remember I did uh, a two-week cycle trip along the Wild Atlantic Way. Just had a tent on me, had a bicycle, had some clothes. And then, you know, you figure out the way as you go. Okay. Uh, what else? With, with This is, of course, with yourself, with people, with your community around, friends. What else do you do? Yeah, that's that's been something that I'm, I'm really focusing on building in, in Milan as well right now. Um, just finding a lot more friends, you know, because I'm starting from scratch again and it's in another language. Um, but one of the things that I am doing is um, trying to rather I've done maybe one of these events, but I want to do more every month have like a, a home cooked meal. Like I would like to cook because I really love cooking. That's another like creative mm-hmm. outlet for me. Um, like calling friends over like three to four to five people and just like cooking a really lovely like three course meal and just everyone sitting together and not on their phones and just spending quality time. And I want it to be like a regular thing. So, Oh, like the last, the third Friday of every month, we're going over to Rajat's, you know, because we're going to have right. Okay, have that. that's, that's something you're doing. It gives you happiness. Um, so tell me, like, apart from the role mom has played in your life, um, how have relationships, whether it's the friends you've made when your time in, say, Dublin and now in Milan, or uh, the different partners that you've had, how have, that, how have they sort of shaped your worldview so far? Anything stands out which you'd like to share there? Yeah, I'd say, okay, so if we just talk about friends itself, I think it's kind of demarcated by, by geography. I think from a lot of my friends in India, um, like my, my really, really close ones is to, is to like follow that little creative spark. A lot of my friends who are still like, who I was dancing with right now, they're still um they're still in that space you know they've invested so much of their time and effort and um yeah i think like invest in the creative spark don't take yourself so seriously life is meant to be experienced and enjoyed right that's that's something that i've really taken away from that in in dublin one of my friends um that i've met like he's like a brother to me uh he has taught me um I think it's a little bit more type A personality of like the, the value of planning ahead, the value of ha- having difficult conversations. Um, if you if you screw up, life is kind of like a chess game. You just need to make sure you make the best next move. It doesn't matter what's happened there, you know? That's been a huge like lesson. Hmm. So those are friends. What about partners? Partners, um, for me, have been very, very like um, influential. Like even my personality today is very much like an amalgamation of, of um, people I've had the opportunity to be with. 
Oh, one thing that I've learned the importance of, which is so huge, is um, just because you love somebody, you can potentially do a lot of damage if you don't know how to love the person. You know, and it's so important to ask the other person what they want, what is important for them to feel loved, what is important for their growth, as opposed to you just doing what you think you should be doing from like previous relationships or from because everybody is different. So mm-hmm. having that like straight up conversation has been such a huge learning about mm-hmm. how can I actually be a partner for you. So communication and and a large part of communication is also conflict. So how has that whole yeah. been? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So Asho, uh, my girlfriend, <laughs> um, is a she she's a star dude. Like she she can. like she can do something which is not right and she can argue and convince you that you are wrong okay <laughs> <laughs> how does that go <laughs> for me what's been a wonderful and and i i laugh about it and, you know a lot of people can listen to that and be like oh this person super annoying but actually no because she has really taught me how uh or rather taught me the importance of arguing i think earlier as a personality i would be very like don't rock the boat let's find a diplomatic solution to a lot of things but i think from her i really learned the importance of you know like putting your your point across communicating and 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 arguing in a respectful way and and how that can actually go a long way to building a relationship rather than you know like like making it crash and burn <laughs> um okay so so um two two thoughts and maybe they're sort of interlinked um you know the the entire kind of socio political climate not just in in india but around the world and there is social media giving fire to it uh, bringing it uh, in front of us uh, consistently so how do you view it and how do you respond to it for me this is like a little bit of a challenging question honestly because firstly i'm not living in india any longer so even though i am indian i'm feeling a little bit like a mongrel i'm like a sum of the parts of all the mm. different places in mm. so but do do people call you out for being indian do they uh seen appropriate things or to have some kind of cultural appropriation since yeah. you know most most definitely most definitely like wow you speak english so well like, right. mm. <laughs> okay and and has it been difficult responding to those how what, what's your approach oh, you, to you to do it with humor you do it with humor and you listen huh. because what i found is a lot of the times like whatever opinion i hold uh i listen like if someone is is open enough to talking to you honestly you know like over and above the initial retort which is like one sentence and it's done if they're explaining what they're saying mm. i have found that you know i can very easily understand where they're coming from and that makes it difficult to hold a stance you know even in this whole social political climate like one of the examples right is um dublin uh, i believe in 2018 went through this uh, repeal the eighth amendment you know like for for giving women their right to to abortion and i've been brought up with like i've had very very strong women figures all my life and so in my head it was just yeah whoever wants to make the decision like let her make the decision what's the big deal so you had no choice in that topic 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what I ended the conversation with. And mm-hmm. then I started speaking to a few people um, who weren't. They were pro-life. And I could understand where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. You know? And it made it very confusing. I knew where I stood. But when I can understand what someone else is saying as well, I kind of realized mm-hmm. that mm, maybe I need to have these opinions weekly held. Like I need mm-hmm. to have these opinions I need to be able to listen to people of a different like mindset and be able to adapt my way of thinking, you know, hmm. um, rather than it being extremely reductive. Exactly. Exactly. Because there's so much nuance to it as well, isn't there? Like at the end of the day, yeah, you do want agency for women. You absolutely do. But if you have this entire section of society, which is then feeling disenfranchised, you need to understand why, like, hmm. Like, why are they feeling that way? And how can we accommodate that? So again, like, communication and listening becomes key in in those times, I suppose. So so what's it been like uh, joining the workforce, especially now that you've worked in Ireland for a couple of years and now in Italy? uh, And every country, of course, has its own different culture, work culture, especially. What's that been like uh, overall? I think, yeah, you're, you're, you're so right. Like, they're, they're literally like personalities, you know, the work culture. You could like personify them. <laughs> Ireland is very, yeah, get in, get out, you know, real quick. Italy is very much so like you come in, you enjoy your coffee, you have your lunch, you work very long hours, but you, you're, you're creating a lot of the relationships as well there. Um, that, that there's different vibes, let's say. Right. And I know you said that uh, it's, it's interesting that uh, your seniors, whether it's at work mm-hmm. or even otherwise, give a lot more respect and there's like general regard for the work you do. But is there something that they should be more comfortable with uh, when they're working with young people or do more of? Uh, ah, okay. So, yeah, I mean... Again, like I'm a big advocate for just communication. So honestly, I would like to, something that I would benefit from is, is hearing, um, you know, like, like how, how have they reached the position that they've reached? You know, what are lessons that they've learned from their life? Because they have so much more skin in the game. They're doing the exact same thing I'm doing. I can benefit so much from hearing their stories. And I genuinely think they can benefit from having somebody listen as well, you know, because you're, mm-hmm. you're forming a connection with somebody else. Um, but over and above that as well, I think, um, and I think this is this is happening slowly but steadily, is is that they communicate why they're doing what they're doing. You know, a lot of a lot of this is being lost in terms of this work needs to get done. It's on a very tight timeline. Please execute. Please get that done. And I think as a young person coming to the workforce who doesn't have as much um, of an understanding of how this entire industry works. If I could better understand what is your end result, like why is this important? If it's just for increased sales, increased figures, I mean, sure, like you can get behind that, but it's not as personally, at least for me, I need a why, you know, I need to know that my value systems are aligning with this organization or with like the work that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. It's making a difference to somebody. I'm helping somebody. So tell me why you're asking me, or at least tell me, uh, how it fits into the larger yeah group. like what is what is like me creating this particular excel file is eventually it's going to help us interact with a patient group um suffering from knee osteoarthritis and we're going to be able to build a tool to help them sleep better at night because that's right. 
introduced. So Boom, so I have an in how to link with each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so if I say that um, Rajat is a driven person, like, you know, with your own self-confession, you're saying that you'd like to see progress. You'd like to sort of see how things are evolving, whether it is uh, the way your body is actually progressing or whether it is your mind. Um, is there a, like a downside to be driven uh, person that 100% <laughs> so talk to me about that because you know a lot of people feel that you know um, it's it's a choice but being driven also is a kind of thing that you're naturally born with right and that's the way you're designed that's at least my opinion mm-hmm. um, and that's also giving you so much of of uh, happiness in some way that progress that you make so you don't choose to be it because it's the way you're designed. So if you're designed to be driven, uh, which I think a lot of other people might also be, what's what's the tough part of it? Yeah, I think it's the flip side. If you are driven and you're constantly looking for progress, you only do that because you feel that where you're at right now is not enough. You know, and I think that is something that we need to spend a lot of time with. And I'm doing that right now. And Ashling, like my partner, also is really like she's so fantastic in, in, in helping me with this is to understand that the foundation you've built and you've created is solid and you are moving from there because you want to and not from a place of I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough. Because right. that really is the corollary. Like why else are you pushing so much because you feel where you're at right now huh. needs to be improved. So, so just trying to simplify that narrative, one point of, of sort of driving yourself is that uh, this is not good enough, so I need to do more. Or, and the other way of also looking at it is what I've done is, is good. Uh, it is adding to that solid foundation, but I'd like to go further. Exactly. It's so appreciating what you have, but still driving forward. Exactly. And that's a lot easier said than Yes. <laughs> so, so tell me, how many times do you fall off that wagon of of saying that? Okay, I appreciate what I have, versus oh my god, shit, I haven't done enough. Like, how hard is that for me? Honestly, like for me, it's quite frequent, and it comes in like in different, let's say, waves. Sometimes mm-hmm. when, again, I'm someone who needs to be very like purpose focused, right? So, before this, like let's rewind six months ago, I started this journey with a, with a trainer, like a physical trainer. I've never ever done that before, but it was like a body decomposition coach. And my goal was over the course of the next six months, I want to be in the absolute best shape I have ever been in my mm-hmm. life. And it was grueling, you know, it was really grueling, but every single day I was getting up hungry and I was like, Oh, I really want this. And it wasn't coming of place. So far. I'm not good enough. It was a growth mindset. I'm saying, how much can I go? How exciting would it be to see where I could reach? You know? And when you reach that goal, what happens? Oh my God, disillusionment fully. <laughs> like, I mean, look, no, 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 no. So the journey itself genuinely taught me so much about myself. Right. In this concentrated six months, I feel I learned more about myself than I would have in like three, four years of casually just like, you know, like mm-hmm. asking introspecting. It was super condensed, concentrated. But when I reached that goal, genuinely, that really didn't give me as much happiness as I thought it would. And so did you have to go and find another goalpost? So I'm actually in the midst of doing that right now. I just spoke to my coach like last, like Mm. two days ago. And I said, hey, listen, 
I think my goals are now changing mm-hmm. and it's not aligned with continuing to work with you. So thank you so much. Like now I need to find a new goal. Now I need to understand why it is that I'm, I'm doing all this training. So, <laughs> so once, so I think Rajat will be an extremely happy person when he's in that journey, right? And going towards that goal. Are you a difficult person when you are sort of not uh, trying to strive for something? Uh, I think so. I think the brunt of this is seen by, again, by, by Ashley, my partner, <laughs> Uh, or my mom, for example, mm. I think I can be I can be someone who is um, quite competitive slash competitive in the sense of comparing myself to other people, you know. Mm. And that's why for me, social media I find is a huge mm. pain in the ass because it's literally everything okay. like shining. So now that you confess to that, then how do you manage it for yourself and to those core people around you? So I do something that's not that helpful, but for me, it's the system that works. Is <laughs> I like, I work myself into the ground, okay? So <laughs> I'll be at like, to a certain degree, a metaphorical rock bottom. And from there, I'll be like, anything from here is good. Grow, okay. you know, just take a step. And my work myself to the ground can be different. I'd be like, like some days, genuinely, it would be like two, three days that I just don't feel like getting up out of bed. Like I just, I mm. don't function. And I'm like, I have to, I have to deal with that. Or mm. maybe I'll like, I'll, I'll watch Netflix for like six to seven hours. Mm. Right. And then I'll just feel like after that. And then I'll be like, okay, I don't want to feel like this again. Right. Let's start working. And then it's kind of like a reset. Right. And and would you say that you've reached um, a place where it's manageable, this this drive of yours? I'm st- no, I don't think so. I think I'm still in the process of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm investing a lot of time and a lot of effort. Right. Um, you know, like even, even in therapy, for instance, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. seeking... Um, to a counselor and like just just trying to figure out like where is this coming from you know right. why do I need to keep hustling and hustling and hustling and, and but yeah. I've I'm making I'm making a lot of progress and that's really really good mm-hmm. to see like even the fact that I can talk about this so openly once upon a time would have been like ridiculous like I would never want any of this for people to know you know right I agree and and I think uh, personally for me just that the fact, I think the road to anything is awareness. Just the fact that you're mm. aware of it and you're comfortable talking about it, which is level two, I think that itself uh, is so positive in, in, in my view. Yeah. And I think actually this is a benefit of being in your 20s is that you're at least now today, I don't, I don't think India in the past would have been very gung-ho about it, but today you're allowed to see your personality, see what your flaws are, see... Um, what your strengths are mm. and work to make yourself a pretty functional member of society by the time you're 30, 40 and mm. then you can like contribute like especially like imagine if you have a kid you don't want to put all this like funk on the kid so deal with it now you know <laughs> or as much as you can deal with yeah, it yeah as much as you can absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah so tell me uh, drive or no drive what are you looking forward to in the next five, five to six years Oh. I mean, what am I looking forward to? Interesting. So I think I think I need to find peace with, with what I'm doing from a career perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I very quickly jumped into industry and this was the pharmaceutical industry and um, there's a huge amount of learning in here, but I think in the long run, it may not be for me. So I, I know that I want to be in a space that I'm, I'm creating value for people. Like I really want to help people. Uh, because I think I feel 
uh, most driven in those spaces. Um, and I'd like to do that from a career perspective. But I would also like to have uh, a comfortable life. Like I know that for a fact. Mm. So how do I find that balance? Right. So that's one thing that I would like to, I don't need to necessarily reach that destination. I would like to be aligned and be hustling on that path at least in, right. in another five years. From a, from a physical standpoint, um, I, I definitely want to know, I want to pick up a martial art uh, and I want to do that seriously, um, very seriously, because, you know, there's this, there's this, I've been also playing with this idea of what does it mean to be a man? You know, I don't really have a father figure at the moment and, and I'm, I'm, I'm like picking up bits and pieces from like social media, from, from interviews, from people who are surrounding me as well. And, and really like contemplating what does it mean to be a man? How, how, can I, how can I best help the people around me? So formulating your thoughts on, on identity as a man. Exactly, exactly. So that is definitely going to be, you know, the next five years I'll spend some very serious time doing this. Right, great. Yeah. I know we, we plan to meet sometime, hopefully, in, uh, and you're going to show me around Dublin. So I'm going to... Italy, um, Milan. And yes, maybe right, there. Right. Yes, 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 yes. That's true in Dublin as well. But tell me, just as a parting thought, what apart from like your fitness, anything you've been like watching, reading, listening to, you want to share? Um, yeah, so I've been reading like quite a bit of Simon Sinek right now. So one of the books is um, it starts with why. Um, again, so very aligned with these thoughts that I'm talking about. I got uh, a really really cool book for for Christmas from from my girlfriend. And it's called uh, Zen and the Art of the Motorcycle, I think. That's the reading. What have you been watching? During the pandemic, honestly, I've just been like looking for comfort, comfort watching. So a lot of it has been like stand up or it's been like shows that I would have watched when I was a kid, you know, and just right. going back to that. And um, <laughs> yeah, so, so one of the big ones is, is Naruto, which is like a Japanese cartoon. It's an anime. Really? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so it's just been like spending time with that and, if you're watching it at two levels you're watching the content and then you're reminiscing about watching the content you know and it's just so fantastic <laughs> right right all right great thank you so much Absolutely. for chatting with me i know we can go on and on but uh, that's it for this podcast awesome cheers thanks for having me would like to thank everyone who has been listening to the podcast your feedback is truly helping me improve i'll be back with another episode in a fortnight